Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Around the world. Around the clock. Endurance racing direct to you. RadioLeMans.com. Get closer to motorsport with Mobile One. Mobile One. Ninety-one point two FM is Mobile One Radio Le Mans for two thousand and fifteen. Hello there, I'm John Hindorf in the studio overlooking the final corners, the four chicane at the end of the eight and a half miles, which next weekend will decide the winner of the Grand Prix Don Durance. Yes, it's race week and it's absolutely sparkling. What a great way to get things underway with the sun shining, not a cloud in the sky and warm temperatures here in northern central France. The crowds aren't for once here at the track today. They're down in the city centre observing that great old tradition that sees every single car have to go through its technical inspection in front of the public's gaze as well as that of the scrutineers. It takes a little bit more than just an entry ticket to get behind the barriers and speak to the stars and the teams. Good news is that Jim Roller, our presenter, and Shea Adam, one of our Nismo Pit Lane team, have got exactly the right accreditation and are down there now. And already Stracker going through as one of the first teams to have their technical inspection. And it's Danny Watts who is with Shea now. It's been a rough couple of last years for you guys at Straka, but you've got a beautiful new car. Feeling like your chances are a bit better this year to maybe defend that 2010 win? Well, we struggled at Silverstone and Spa. Since then, we changed tyres to Dunlop now. We did a test at Spa, and it went really, really well. We found a huge chunk of time. The car was much better balanced. We as drivers got a lot more confidence in it now. And, uh, okay, so the test day... Here was a bit messy due to the weather. When you look at the sky today, it's absolutely wonderful. So, um, yeah, we've got high hopes. I mean, you look at the LMP2 field, it's really tough. A lot of cars out there. So, But our thing seems to be really, really uh, reliable. And that's what most of the game is about Le Mans. Just keep going. And as you say, we've won it twice before uh, in 10 and 12. So, fundamentally, the team's still the same. So, looking forward to getting stuck in next week. Your car looks fantastic, aero-wise. It looks like you have a lot more grip now from that. And closed cockpit car, how different has that been to adapt to your driving style? I think the first handful of laps, the first time I drove it, were a little bit bizarre. Because I've driven a lot of GT cars, but that's like, you know, kind of driving a road car. But driving a prototype with a roof on, it took a few laps to get used to it. But now it's fine. Um, the test day, uh, the first run, it was so dusty and dirty that the screen got really scratched and pitted quite early on. So visibility was um, hindered slightly because of that. Um, and also the other thing I found is when it rains, it's difficult to how much rain is coming on the screen. So therefore it's difficult to judge grip level. But it's just a matter of getting used to it. But I think we're all used to it now and it's fine. I keep mentioning test day and the weather was awful for the day and dirty track not really good running but how much did you guys learn from it um 
Well, the test for us was really important because we needed to get as much information as possible about the Dunlops because we've only got so far this season a lot of Michelin information. So, ideally, obviously, we wanted the, the dry weather. But hey ho, it's the same for everyone. And it is more for us uh, as drivers to get into the circuit because you just can't get the mileage around here, obviously. Um, and I, I know the same every year. The first time I actually feel like I'm getting into the circuit is actually sort of a couple of stints in in the race because it's so difficult getting you know all three drivers through the practices and the qualifying. And for us, qualifying is not the be-all and end-all. It's more about getting a race set up and getting the car to our liking. So I think we're still dialing the car in for the for the Dunlops and I think there's more work to do but we're getting there What result would you guys be happy with? Oh well we want to try and win it um, having been around three seconds off um, Spa, Silverstone at a circuit that's half the distance here then having been two seconds away on the test day we're really really hopeful but you just never know around here, you just got to keep it out of the pits keep driving around, stay out of trouble um, and see what happens but we want to try and win that's ultimately yeah the goal for the dome in terms of having a non-professional driver because i'm not going to call nick leventis a gentleman by any means shape or form how much of an advantage is it for you guys having the same team together year after year coming into this race knowing each other and knowing that nick is a pretty stable pair of hands yeah i think continuity is important um all british uh, driver lineup we've been here many times before together won it twice together we know how each other works not only in the car but out of the car as well in terms of preparing ourselves and motivating each other and um, you know because everyone's got their own way of preparing uh, the other thing is we can trust each other with setup so if Johnny says right it's you know doing this that and the other then we know that what he's saying is gospel so yeah it's a good relationship it works really well and just little things like driver changes and you know, in the motorhome, our personal little spaces. We've got that really good understanding. And then we can have a lot of fun together as well and play jokes and keep it keep it rather relaxed, you know, without taking it far too seriously. It's, uh, yeah, it's a good relationship that works really well. You can always go back for a nice cold beer at the end of the day at the Smoking Dog and enjoy a, a good plate of food together, knowing that it's all going to be all right the next day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we have a lot of fun and we play a lot of jokes on each other and that same year on year in year out and it'll be the same issue i've got a few things up my sleeve to wind johnny up as the as the week goes ahead um but yeah like you say we, we get a good meal breakfast lunch and dinner at smoking dog and they look after us really well and more so coming into the race weekend where your specific times of eating is really important and key before you get in the car but uh they really look after us well well, Danny Watts, I'm sure you're going to have a fantastic week here at Le Mans. Best of luck to you. Thanks ever so much. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. Staying with Straka, Johnny Kane. Scrutineering 2015. Expectations for this year? Win in 2010? Been kind of lean time since. Yeah, I mean, disappointed not to be here last year. Um, really love Le Mans as an event. You know, it's such a, a special race. And uh, you only get to come once a year, which, you know... Uh, to miss it last year was really difficult for the whole team, but uh, we're looking forward to this year. Um, had a reasonably good test day, uh, first time running the uh, new aero kit, and um, you know, found out quite a lot of uh, information about the, the Dunlop tyres that we've switched to. So, um, yeah, really productive day on the test day, so looking forward to this week. When you have a, a couple of races like Silverstone and Spa where you struggle a bit and then you make a change like the tyre change to Dunlop 
How much confidence does that give you coming into the race week to have a good test? Yeah, I mean, it was important, um, you know, that we were sort of in the mix. Um, you know, we, we didn't make the decision lightly. We've, you know, had a great relationship with Michelin for, uh, you know, many years so far. Um, but we had to sort of take that variable out of the equation um, and see where we were. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. I mean, we're still playing catch-up, obviously, on the people that have run the tyres for, you know, the last couple of seasons um, and, and know a bit more about it than we do. But uh, it's a long weekend, and uh, or a long week, I should say, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get stronger as the week goes on. What kind of differences are there? What, what changed about the car when you made the switch? Um, well, a little bit everywhere, to be honest. Um, it's no, no sort of one big thing, really. It's just you know, just a little bit all add up. So, um, you know, especially around Le Mans, where you've got such a long lap, um, you know, you, you find a little bit at each corner, and, and all of a sudden you, you find a lot of lap time. So, um, you know, everybody's going to go quicker as the, the track rubbers in, um, and we'll have to you know sort of evolve with with that. So, uh, but. I think we're in a pretty good, pretty good shape straight away on on the, uh, the very start of the test day. So hopefully we'll uh, you know improve the car as we go along and, and keep in the sort of top six or so. You're with Danny Watts and Nick Leventis, yeah. and Nick, when he first started, was kind of known as a bit of an adventurer. Yep. He's really become a straight up race car driver, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he really enjoys it, and uh, you know that's very important to to him um, that, that he he enjoys what he's doing. Um, you know, Danny and I obviously try and help him as much as we can to, to improve. And uh, yeah, we've you know we've been a good, strong trio for the last few years. So you know, hopefully we'll have another good year, a good year here. Has it been fun to watch his maturation? Yeah, it has. I mean, um, you know, from a from a teammate's point of view, it's nice to have a you know an input and, and see that that work sort of come to fruition. So um, yeah, you know, we we all get on really well uh, as a group. And uh, I think that's important as well. We know each other quite well. We've been together for six years now. So, uh, um, yeah, we know how each other works. And I think that's quite an important factor, especially in a, a race like this one where, you know, the week drags on a little bit towards the end and, and it's the toughest part right at the end. So, um, you know, people get tired and, you know, you know when to, when to say something to someone, when to leave them alone. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been good. Yeah, you learn how to play to each other's yeah, strengths. Yeah, don't exactly. You? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of playing to strengths, do you guys all like the cars set up the same way? Yeah, generally we're all looking for exactly the same, which is nice. Um, you know, at Le Mans, I, th- I think personally you're not looking for the ultimate lap time over one lap. You're looking for a car that you can drive for a long time uh, and feel confident in it. So. Um, you know, you, you might make it slightly safer than you would for a six-hour race, um, but you know, track conditions can change and you know weather can change. So um, you know, you want to be in a car that you can push and 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 know that it's not going to bite you. Um, so uh, that's what we'll be working towards over the next few days. Well, it's going to be racing on Wednesday and Thursday. Today's clerical. I think your boys are uh, headed in, so uh, I'll let you run. Good luck this week. Good to see you. Cheers. We transition from the 2010 winners to the defending champions from Joda. Simon Dolan, welcome back to Lamar. How's it feel to be here as defending champion? 
yeah, it feels pretty hot at the moment. And, uh, and like we've never been away, it's really strange, you know, when you come down and do the stuff in the square like we are now. It's, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel a year, it really doesn't. But uh, yeah, it won't be long and we'll be all, all at it again. Gibson chassis this year? Yeah. How has that uh, changed your life? Uh, not a lot, to be honest, because it's the same as it was really the previous year and just, just rebranded. There's, they've done some work um, on the Aero, which has worked quite well we think um, but it's still the car that we know and love so you know hopefully we got the best of both worlds in so much as we got a little bit of updated aero but also um, you know the same reliability that we've enjoyed for for many years now now good success in the uh, in the races coming up to Le Mans uh, what kind of confidence does that help you build going into this very important week well obviously I'm racing with uh, with Mitch and uh, Mitch and Oliver um, when this is the first time this lineup has been uh, has been racing together but we've obviously I raced with Ollie last year and I raced with Mitch at Spa and that seemed to go quite well with the win um, yeah we, we got a lot of the team has got a lot of confidence coming in but of course it's not necessarily what you do at Le Mans it's what everybody else does at Le Mans and uh, you know we'll be doing our best and we'll be fighting as hard as we can and a certain amount where anybody says it's in the lap of the gods so fingers crossed on that in talking to the Straka guys they were talking about one of the things they like is the three drivers have been together for six years they know each other they know each other's personalities their likes their dislikes their strengths when you're meshing three guys together how big of a challenge is that when like you say you've raced with Oliver once you you know yeah I think you get you get a lot of time in, in this week. I mean, we're now, well, Sunday, just after Sunday lunchtime, we're not racing until Saturday. Um, and we've got very little, actually, to do between now and then. And so, we, uh, yeah, we, we, get to, we get to know one another's little foibles quite well. And if the seat's comfortable and we're all happy with that, then things go pretty well, you know. We're, do, you, nice lads, so. do all three of you like the car set up the same way? Uh, we are, it's always a compromise, but it's a, very, it's a very small compromise. And I think we're all... The, the, the Gibson chassis is really very good. It's been so well honed over the years that you know it's quite it's quite easy to drive, relatively easy to drive. And so um, yeah, whilst we might all have a slightly different setup, actually the one that we end up with is pretty da- pretty damn perfect. Now you almost let the cat out of the bag there. Now we tell everybody how busy this week is and how hard we all work. And you've just said that there's there's not a lot to do. What do you do between now and Wednesday evening at six o'clock or four o'clock, whenever it starts, that you go out on the racetrack? Yeah, it's uh, it's only not busy for the drivers. Um, if everybody else is like the busiest time of the year. Um, and so we uh, we do little bits here and there's, there's little bits of press and little bit of photos that we need to do. But but really, we were laughing about it earlier. You actually take the smallest of tasks and drag it out for as long as you possibly can. So, you know, if it's a question of getting ready, then maybe you take you know 45 minutes to put your kit on rather than the usual five minutes. So yeah, it's about time extension, I think. And then of course, when it gets to Wednesday afternoon, all of a sudden you've had no time and everything's a mess and it's all a worry and it's all a hurry. Um, and then the race comes around you know way quicker than you ever thought possible but sat here in the sun on a Sunday afternoon it feels a long way away doesn't it yeah it really does doesn't it good luck the rest of the week lovely thanks Jim yeah Jay Adam has caught up with uh, his teammate well a guy who didn't get to enjoy scrutineering last year but still won the race somehow Oliver Turvey how'd you manage to pull that one off yeah last year was a bit um a bit crazy uh, you know at the, at the start of the week I wasn't due to be here in Le Mans which was a real shame after my first year here in 2013 and um, yeah, I was back in London and, uh, you know, a bit gutted, to be honest, not to be here. And 
Um, then during the race week to get the call up um, from Joe Sport on the Wednesday night uh, was yeah was phenomenal. And uh, t- I only arrived here on the Thursday for the final part of qualifying. So it was a bit of a rush to get over, but um, yeah, all a bit of a whirlwind. And then we went straight into the race, and after a couple of laps, and uh, I had the, a tricky first stint with the rain, and um, yeah, it was amazing race. We came came through from the after a difficult start, and we managed to pick up. We had a really strong night session and morning, and and the pace was strong all the whole race. And uh, the team did a great job, and we ended up uh, in the final. I, t- I did the final two stints and took the lead in the final hour. So it was. To cross the finish line and to stand on the top step of the podium after, you know, at the start of the week, not even being here in Le Mans was uh, one of the best feelings of my career. So it's, uh, yeah, uh, it's really special to come back here as a, you know, LMP2 winner from last year and, um, you know, come back as defending champion and, and uh, hopefully get another win under, under our belts. When you walk up and down the pit lane, do you look at the other P2 cars and sort of gauge them and scout and think, oh, they'll be competition? Uh, yeah, you're always looking at the competition, and uh, you know you're always looking at the, the different drivers in each car, and um, and uh, yeah, seeing where your competition is going to come from. But yeah, I think there's LMP2 is a super competitive field. There's, um, there's uh, it's one of the biggest category here, and um, there's a lot of uh, strong drivers, a lot of strong teams. So you know it's not going to be easy. But um, you know I think Joe Sport uh, have done done a great job the last few years. They they've got a strong team. And we've got a strong driver lineup this year with with Simon again and with Mitch um, joining us. So, you know, I think we've got a good chance, and uh, you know, we'll be giving it our best. Uh, on and really, you've got to just focus on your own job and and do the best you can and see where you'll come out at the end. Last year, you were the new guy in the car. This year, it's Mitch. What sort of help have you been able to give to him? Uh, it's, I mean, Mitch has been quick in single seaters, so he's he's uh, you know he's he's going to be quick round here at Le Mans. But uh, you know, it's, it's obviously twenty four hour race is quite different to sprint race. So uh, just you know, offering any advice and uh, kind of experience from racing here at Le Mans, I think uh, makes a difference. So. Uh, you know the traffic's important. Getting through the traffic quickly is really important in the race. So uh, yeah, I haven't, you know, he's, I haven't particularly, you know, offered any advice. But he, you know, I'm I'm always willing to to offer and help him. So he's, you know, he's asked questions and um, yeah, offer offer any experience I can. This year, you're getting to go through all the fanfare, experience things with a little bit more preparation. How has that mentally been different for you? Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot better. You know, it, mentally you can prepare for the race. You know, the build-up. Um, you know, you can think about the race in the, the couple of months beforehand, and um, you know, also plan the whole week um, what you're you know going to do each day. Um, you know, and also it's, you, you can get the good rest beforehand. You know, making sure that you arrive here re- well rested and. And having you know the week to rest rather than arriving last minute is uh, a little bit easier. So you know, hopefully that'll pay off in the race. And you know, I think um, I, as a driver, I'm always looking to improve and seeing where I can improve. So you know, this year, I've been racing in Japan uh, for Honda in Super GT, and it's a, a great series that you know a lot of the top LMP1 drivers have raced in in the past. So it's certainly um, a series that I feel I'm developing as a driver and improving. So you know, hopefully, I'll be even stronger this year. Have there been a lot more people asking for your autograph this year? <laughs> uh, well, I've only just arrived, so uh, yeah, I think uh, I think there's been a few more. So obviously, the, I think the more more times you race here, and certainly being a race winner, it's um, I think yeah, you, you get get asked more to for photographs and autographs, which is great. You know, I think this race is so special in the fact that you can interact with the fans and you get to see the fans. So it's uh, it's always a great atmosphere, and uh, it kind of spurs you on to, uh, to to do the best you can.
Ollie Cherby with a smile on his face as ever. Thank you for speaking with us. You're listening to Mobile One Radio Le Mans 91.2 FM. RadioLeMans.com. Get closer to motorsport with Mobile One. Mobile One. FM, Mobile One Radio Le Mans for 2015. We're at Scrutineering, day one. And I've got the honor of speaking with uh, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick, welcome back to Le Mans again. Yeah, it's great to be back. Thank you very much. Um, When you first came here, did you ever imagine that you would have been on this kind of magical road, starting out with with the Ferrari when you first came to Le Mans? And you were just putting your toe in the water a bit here. You'd raced in the States. Did you ever imagine that this magical ride would end up where you are now? Well, you dream of it. You want it to happen. And then to finally have it happen uh, takes a tremendous amount of work, commitment, and sacrifice along the way. And it makes you really appreciative for the opportunity that's in front of you. And you want to make the most of it. So, you know, you, when I first started racing, the dream was always to come to Le Mans and certain to, to race in Europe with all of its history. Uh, and to be here this year with such a great driver lineup and, of course, with Porsche and its uh, history at this track and everything and the tradition of the event, scrutineering. And we were just talking about being in the country at the Chateau. So you think back about the 20s when the Bentley boys came over and started that tradition in many ways for the European for the English to come over so th- there's a big contingent of them here so to be a part of that to experience it is um, you know pretty remarkable um, there's a lot of pressure to do well and you want to do well most per- you know personally and with the team um, but it's also important to remember the experience of it and to enjoy every moment and to savor those moments now uh, test day were you pleased with uh, what you were able to accomplish? Kind of iffy conditions all day. A lot of people had some had good days. Some didn't. Yeah, I think for us, you know, uh, we're further ahead in many ways because we started uh, at Silverstone. And the things that we're usually trying to do here, we had done there. And which was the reason for doing the WEC the full season was to give us more... Uh, certainly seat time and time with the team um, so we I thought we felt you know overall for the amount of laps that I ended up running you know in the dry and in the wet was very good uh, I looked at the data there's some stuff that we need to work on to improve but I think overall we know the car's really good in the wet the Michelins are fantastic in the wet and Porsche is going to be very strong in the wet so we're hoping for rain um, uh, it's challenging but it's fun you know I'm, I really enjoyed it and uh, I, you know it was a good start for us certainly now, after the test, it wasn't uh, all relaxing at the Chateau for you. You've had uh, had quite a busy week in Paris, but uh, what, what's that been like? Well, Patrick's about to, you know, he's about to have his first child, so he went home, and I went home to spend time with my kids, which was really important for us to, to find the balance between your your personal life off the track, and, and then when you get here, you, you, you feel like, okay, I can be present and not be distracted by those things, so... I uh, came back on Thursday, worked all day Friday and Saturday, and now here, um, a little bit of a time off with, you know, to recharge, and then uh, tomorrow we'll, we have some obligations with Spider. We're doing some stuff here for them, and then uh, on the track uh, this week. So, yeah, it's good. It was a nice balance of uh, trying to keep it all in perspective and to make sure everything is checked. I think that helps you going into the race, um, and that mindset and that attitude uh, is very important. I don't think I've ever seen you look fitter. Your, uh, your, your workout regime has been totally dedicated to this, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, every, every day my focus is Le Mans. 
uh, in racing, certainly. Uh, diet, training, um, uh, mental aspect of it, all of it has just really uh, amped up in the last couple of years. Certainly coming on board, driving with Patrick, you know, we've, we, we get in a car every week. There's something new that we're trying. We were in a sprint car, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we did some shifter carts. That was a, that was a tremendous exercise and a workout in itself. And, of course, we were practicing in the cup car. So all that stuff adds up. And then the running, the riding, um, and, and then the mental outlook makes a big difference. So feel pretty good, feel very prepared and, uh, and focused, and just we'll see what the race will bring. You know, we'll have to just let it unfold. Where did you drive the sprint car? It was up in Ventura. Uh, you know, it was the first time I've ever done that, and I, we were like, we want to do the chili. That made the fun. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's such a great um, experience. You know, the setup of the car, it's like you're driving a bus, you know, but a lot of horsepower. Uh, and, and we did a, a rally school, too, outside of Seattle, Dirtfish, which was really good, just to really work on car control and how quick I could adapt to different situations. That was sort of the approach to it. So overall, this year, the focus towards racing on and off the track and the balance has been really good. A lot of big change, certainly, but I think all for the better. Well, best of luck the rest of the week. I know uh, things get pretty hectic today for you, and then uh, you'll get to lay low till Wednesday, I hope. Yeah, I'll try to recharge and just really, you know, enjoy the experience. But really grateful to be here with Porsche and the support that Tag is giving me and, and Spider Close. You know, it's all that to, to make it possible. And certainly with Patrick and getting to be around him, I'm learning a great deal. Speaking of Patrick, I think Shay Adam can uh, talk to Mr. Long right now. Well, Patrick Long, we were just talking about being calm and peaceful and things down to earth. It's about to get pretty crazy here, but how have you and your co-drivers been able to keep things simple in this crazy week run-up to Le Mans? Uh, I think Patrick and I are sort of similar in the Jekyll and Hyde. We're either really laid back or really manic. Um, right now, it's still very relaxed here. Um, Marco Seafried is always a straight line, so he kind of keeps us grounded, and he's just been a great teammate to get to know. Um, it's Sunday. Uh, it's scrutineering. This is not not the first time that either one of us have done this. So you just take it all in, and each time I come back to Le Mans, I, I smell the roses a bit more and just uh, really try to remember what this is all like. Um, we've talked about it before, but I first lived here in 1999. So some 16 years ago, I came here as a you know 17 or 18 year old kid with a 50 cc scooter and a dream of one time being a, a pro racing driver. So to do 12 Le Mans is uh, some sort of a dreamlike uh, way and I'm just kind of soaking it all up and then we'll get down to business come Wednesday. And you know what it's like to stand on the top step of the podium at Le Mans but it's been a little while how badly do you want to get back up there and with your current team? Yeah it's one of those things where um, you, you find success early on and you think oh this will be sort of a couple good years a couple bad years but um, it's lately GT um, in both the pro and am has changed tremendously uh, we've talked about technology and how it's a sprint race for 24 hours but it's gone one step further than technology the depth of the drivers both pro and am um, has been refined each year and now there's five or six cars that can win the race um, so a perfect day a trouble-free day is no longer going to get you on the podium and with that we've been hard at work uh, every single week since uh, the start of the WEC schedule. Um, I feel confident coming into this race because this is the first track that Patrick's been to and uh, we'll just keep pushing ahead as a team. We're, we're not putting all the emphasis on Patrick. We as a team are growing together. Um, Jacques, our engineer, has been a great team leader. He's sort of wearing many caps as a very small team that we are in Proton. Um, he's the crew chief, the car chief, the, the strategist and the engineer. 
but I, I love that. It takes me back to my earlier years with Porsche when we were in the GT3 RS program, RSR programs at 996 days when you really had a skinny team. I, when I first came here with Peterson White Lightning, I think there was five total team members. So um, it's great to get back to our roots and really just get it down to the brass tacks and, and try to refine where the, where the time comes these days. Um, a lot of it is about triple stinting tires um, and staying out of the pits. Now, you've done the race with the team before, but you've never done a season with the team before where you've come into this race knowing the competitors, knowing the car. What kind of an advantage is that for you guys going into this Le Mans? Well, I'll tell you, the rules have changed a lot in um, sort of the predecessor names of this series, whether it was IMLC or ELMS or LMS. Um, I think that the ACO and the whole organization has done a tremendous job in pushing forward and, and really moving with the times. And the, the rules of, of minimum drive times, full course yellows, um, all of that is new for me this year. Um, so I've had to digest that and really help understand what we do here on the strategy. But uh, a big part of uh, my job this year, besides making sure that I'm fit and focused in my own driving, is helping Patrick uh, navigate a race weekend a little differently uh, to try and emphasize sort of mental preservation um, and not getting too wound up in the tornado of hype and, and frenzy that it can be. Um, I've said this many people don't realize, but he's much bigger in some markets uh, than he is at home. And that puts uh, a lot of stress through him. And I just um, try to be there as a wingman. And uh, we've been driving a lot every single week in all different types of cars and disciplines. So it's been good fun. And I think a podium this week would be like any one of my other victories here. Um, and that's really what my goal is. And I want, I want him to taste the champagne at the top step at Le Mans. Last year, you were saying how he was dragging you out of bed to exercise in the morning. Is that still the case? Oh, I think we've sort of... Um, come in each other's direction uh he's got me definitely more active in the uh, off days but at the same time i've made him realize that um you don't need to be uh an olympic athlete uh to, to turn out lap times um it does sound like a bit of a cover for being lazy but i i've i've said to him that in some ways um we need to be physically fit to endure uh and have quick recovery and high high temperatures all the things that are needed that we do in our e everyday activity but i think that the real difference uh between someone like a Paul Dallalana who's setting the standard as a pro-am in the world right now is how he applies himself mentally to a race weekend. And I think Pedro Lamy's been a tremendous help to him. And uh, I just aspire to try and be that same type of teammate to Patrick. And, uh, you know, Marco Seafried has complimented both of us. Marco's much more into the data and video review. I like to talk more on the philosophical side and sort of look at everything from a wider scope and say, look, maybe we should reschedule this to another day and uh, maybe this is something you want to get out of the way and not say no to so that we don't have to do it come race morning so um, just trying to benefit from being in a few of these scenarios uh, in other race series or other years where we've been traveling to some of these races and and then for him learning a lot of racetracks is very overwhelming um, come the second part of the year I'll be learning racetracks as well so um, it's it's been a great journey so far it's definitely a different tempo than a full factory fledged program where you have you know five of your board members looking down your, your shoulder and over your shoulder for lap times uh, this one is uh, it's more you know a wide scope of of racing and doing what we've always done which is taking a group of people and trying to get everybody pulling in the same direction there's not really one way to do it as long as everybody's going in that same direction it, it seems to really pay dividends at the end of the weekend 
Well, everyone at the Dempsey Proton team seems really comfortable with where they are at the moment, and hopefully that brings a good outcome. And Patrick Long, thanks for talking to us. I'll be cheering for you guys. Thanks. Always great being on the show. Scrutineering for 2015 continues on Mobile One Radio Lamont, 91.2 FM and RadioLamont.com. Joining us now, uh, a little bit away from the scrum, is Ali Jarvis going through uh, the uh, scrutineering day, as it were, um, clerical work and uh, photos and every, everything else. This is just all part of it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Le Mans starts already today, and, and this is, like you say, part of the process, getting the car scrutinized, getting the driver signed on, signing some posters and uh, plenty of autographs. And, you know, it's a nice way to, to start the week, I have to say. Now, you come to this event, and the names that have come before you, McNish, Christensen, Capello, people like that. What does it feel like to now be walking in, in their shoes as well? Um, I mean, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, coming over on the train, it gives you a lot of time to, to think about sort of the history of the race. And like you say, so many great drivers before me have been here. And, you know, it's now up to us young, younger guys. I won't say young, but a younger guy to, to really try and fill their shoes. And I wouldn't say replace them because they, they are irreplaceable, but to step up to the mark and try and create our own sort of history. So, you know, hopefully in 20, 30 years time, you, you're looking back and discussing some of the drivers you see today. Is this a golden career opportunity for you? Very much so. Um, you know, I've worked a long time to, to be where I am today, and you know, I'm in one of the most coveted seats, race seats in the world. Very few, I have to say, out there that I would swap for this. So, you know, it's a fantastic opportunity, and you know, it's up to me now to, to take that opportunity and really run with it. But uh, you know, the most important thing is that uh, I can enjoy it. You know, and I'm still enjoying the racing. Absolutely love it. It's a it's a great feeling to to arrive here and still be so passionate and can't wait to get in the car what is it like inside the modern audi prototype what's it like to drive this beast to drive it's incredible i mean but for me what's interesting is that how much it changed even in my short time at part of the lmp1 team it's so much more going on in the cockpit i mean it's always been small it's always been hot it's always been a confined space but now, the amount of switches and the amount of buttons and systems on the car means that driving is very different to it was even three years ago. Um, of course, you're still turning the steering wheel, you're still pressing a brake and throttle pedal, but so much has changed in that short space of time that it's a completely different experience, and there's a lot to take on for a driver. What's the biggest challenge of all the things that you have to do in a lap? What is the biggest challenge? Nowadays, with the, the new regulations, it's certainly the fuel management. You know, it's trying to... You've got a certain amount of fuel for the whole lap and you're trying to optimize that in the best possible way. Um, what you don't want to do, you could push flat out you know, and use as much fuel as you wanted for the first half of the lap, but then the second half of the lap, you're, you're almost cruising. So it's about driving on the limit, driving flat out, but doing it in a conservative and efficient way with regard to the fuel consumption. When there's all those things going on, how hard is it to stay focused? I think purely by the speeds we're doing and the nature of the sport, you, you have to stay focused. You know, and, and that's part of the learning process is to be able to multitask, to be able to focus on all these other things, but still, you know, fundamentally, we're there to drive the car. And that means looking ahead, looking what's going on, and you know, really trying to maximize the performance or potential of the car. When you are driving the car with the hybrid system, how hard is that? to get used to and what's that like for for a driver can you describe in almost I guess layman's terms what it's like when 
when the hybrid system kicks in and you get all that extra horsepower? So I think the, the biggest thing originally with the hybrid system was, we, was to develop it because under braking you're regenerating. So it, it affects your brake balance, it affects the way the car behaves. But I've got to say, we've moved on so much that now you almost don't notice it under braking. You know, it's, it's so advanced, it, it takes care of everything and it, it balances itself out. But in terms of pure power, it's great when the hybrid kicks in. I mean, we have the hybrid on the front of the car and it is basically like a boost button. You know, we don't do it ourselves, it's all automated. But you go on the power and at a set point, the boost kicks in and it basically drags the car out the corner from the front axle so you've, you've not only have you got the rear axle working with the, the the engine but you've got the front axle working as well from this you know from the power unit so you it turns the car into four-wheel drive so it, it's incredible it's a very short boost but a very powerful one so you certainly feel it in the cockpit that's the part when you go Wee! it's it's a great feeling i have to say and one of the nice things is it it's certainly made um you know when you exit a corner and you're in traffic with the LMP1 being quite big and, and, and heavy, quite often it was, it was hard to, to directly overtake a GT immediately after the corner. But now with this boost, it actually makes life much easier for us because we have that extra power exiting the corner so we can hopefully nip past them before the next. All right, well, best of luck this week. Thank you very much. I think Shay has uh, some more of the next generation Audi drivers to talk to. From one guy who's certainly earned his spot in Audi racing to another, Rene Rast, you are a multiple champion across the board in sports cars. But what's it like driving the high downforce prototype? Yeah, it's for sure it's something completely different. Uh, I mean, it has a lot more power, less weight, more downforce. And compared to a GT car, it's just a different dimension. Even to LMP2 car, it's a different uh, world. But uh, yeah, it's very nice. I enjoyed it so, so far and uh, it's getting more and more uh, exciting for me. Of course, the race is uh, close to us now, just one week to go. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the excitement and uh, really looking forward to the race. You have a great deal of history with Porsche in particular. Does that make you want to beat them even more? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, of course, I have some uh, history with Porsche, uh, but not with, not with the factory. I always work with private teams, uh, but never work with the Porsche factory. So from this point on, I'm not wanted to beat them uh, even more now. No. In terms of this week coming up, what are you looking forward to the most? I think the race starts. I mean, uh, spoken like a true rookie, by the way. I mean, we are we are we are we are race drivers, and we also always want to uh, to be in a race car. And sure, the week is nice till the race, but it's also a lot of work for us. But once the race starts, it's uh, yeah, it's a nice feeling, and uh, that's what we're here for for the race. So qualifying isn't got your blood going. You're not all excited about maybe putting the number nine on pole. <laughs> of course, it's a nice uh, add-on, but it's not the most important thing in this race. Of course, it would be nice to be on pole or to be in the front rows, but uh, yeah, no, we're, not, we're not aiming for the pole position, we're aiming for uh, something bigger, which uh, hopefully will be there on Sunday uh, afternoon. You were fourth last year in P2, one spot off the podium, how badly do you want to get up there? Uh, yeah, very badly, I mean, it's only my first race with LMP1, so my expectations are not too high to be honest. Um, I just want to finish the race. I want to uh, build up some experience, and I think we can. Um, we have a good, good car, good team, good lineup to be really quick. 
but you know it's a long race. We need a lot of luck, and uh, there are so much competition is outside. Actually, every LP1 car is able to to win the race from my point of view. So to win that race, you need to have a lot of luck. You need to have the right tires, the right situ situations, and it's always a mix. And um, yeah, it's just not easy. Now, it must be especially good for you, a German driver, a German manufacturer. There are some legends who have driven for Audi. And this is your first Le Mans with them. Do you go out there and try to prove yourself, or do you just try to prove that you belong? I think uh, being in this program, I, I proved already uh, some things, because otherwise you will not get into this program. So I don't think I have to prove the point. Uh, for us, it's just important to... to uh, be solid. Just don't. Uh, I don't want to, you know, be the fastest on track. I just want to have a clean, easy race without any incidents. Not being, uh, you know, the guy who risks risking too much. This is a wrong place to be here. Just have a clean race, and uh, yeah, don't want to prove anything. Just, just want to finish the race. Now you've got Philippe Albuquerque in the car with you and Marco Bonanomi. They've been together before in this race before. Have they played any jokes on you as the new guy to the team? Actually, I'm not the newcomer. You know, Philippe, he, he's been here last year with LMP1, but he didn't do a single lap in the race. So because uh, he unfortunately Marco had a crash last year in the first uh, stints, so Philippe didn't do a single lap in the race. And I did a full race already at LMP2. So actually, if you see it like that, Philippe is a newcomer in our team. Do you remind him of that? Often, yeah, very often, sure. <laughs> well, best of luck to you, Renee, and I uh, hope to speak to you on Sunday afternoon. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Staying in the Audi camp for a moment, Andre Lotterer, multi-time winner of this great event. We were talking to some of the younger guys about joining the Audi squad and the great tradition. How does it feel to now be uh, one of the elder statesmen, as it were? And, and you're not old, but uh, of these young guys, you're, you guys are getting up there. Uh, you don't have to put it that way. Huh? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I mean, I'm not really thinking so much about this or, or realizing it. Maybe ask Marcel or Ben, they're a few years older than me. Uh, I'm still right in the middle of it. Uh, well, at least I hope so. I feel like that. And... Uh, no, it's, it has been very nice to take over or to learn from the best, from Tom, Alan and Dindo. They've been very uh, great to us and welcome, welcomed us in the team when, when we were youngsters and, and, and showed us the, and led the way. And uh, now somehow um, it's us in that role and uh, we try to do the same because uh, Audi is a big family and um, you know we, we want everybody to do well. and. Uh, so if we can give a hand or help the youngsters, we're there. You have raced with other teams. You have raced uh, Formula One very, very recently. What is it about Audi that makes them work so well? Um, well, it's their commitment, first of all. Uh, you feel safe because they're very committed to, to their activities. And um, they always look into really impressed with new technologies so they do everything to make these new things work and usually new things are complicated and it's not a, not for everybody uh, to do this uh, and then uh, the other thing is uh, I think they're very um, good in terms of uh, human spirit and uh, the whole team is, is, is more or less on the same level we don't go there as drivers feeling like the kings you know like we're more or less on the same level as everybody in the team the staff so 
this uh, puts us back down to earth and makes you realize you, you have to do your job like everybody and uh, um, yeah you, you always have a humble approach when you're out there racing that little voice that's in your head is Lena Gade what kind of what, what's that like to work with Lena and what's that like to have that constant for you as you're out there racing uh, you know as well as me I do it's difficult to listen to women and uh, it's uh, uh, but we have no choice and she's the boss she, yeah if, either if you're married you have no choice or here and even at home luckily I'm not uh, <laughs> luckily I'm not married so uh, but uh, in my job I have to listen to, to women no I'm kidding uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic uh, to work with her and the good thing is we, we have the continuity now so the trust in each other and you know, to win Le Mans three times together and remaining unchanged in a, with an engineering group, it's quite a plus because there's so much to, to learn and to catch up and to, to, to adapt to. And so, uh, no, the, relation, the working relationship is great and she's uh, a really big pusher. She's very, uh, very smart and very uh, ahead of its game and always takes care about us and yeah, she, she works very hard and she's really smart. She's always switched on and uh, she makes sure every, everything is, is on spot and, and ready for us to, to go. And uh, it's quite unique to have her and it's, it's cool to have a relationship because, uh, you know, you don't, you don't have the same relationship with an engineer, a, a male engineer, than with a female. And then I think the mixture of us being a good trio, really chilled, and with her, it's, it's, I think it's pretty cool. That's great. You, you've raced Formula One a little bit recently, as I've said. What is the, and I'm, and I'm not looking for the... I'm just going to take a picture. Oh, yes. It's, the scrum of uh, Patrick Dempsey is uh, going through scrutineering, and uh, poor uh, Andre and I have been pressed up against the wall here by the uh, horde of folks who are, right. uh, <laughs> who are pressed by us. I'm not looking for the classic which is better and all of that shenanigans. What's the difference between driving a Formula One car and driving your Audi? Uh, it's very difficult to compare. You know, the, the, um, let's start with the four-wheel drive. You know, we already have four-wheel drive here in the Le Mans car, which you don't have in, in the F1 car. Everything has to last for 24 hours, which they don't in F1. The tires are a complete different philosophy. We have. Uh, high grip but high endurance tires we can go forever F1 they, they have a very fast uh, degradation um, I think in terms of speed uh, top end speed is faster on, on normal tracks in F1 but corner speed due to our good aerodynamics uh, I think in the minimum speed we're, we're fast and maybe even faster in some tracks and actually the lap times we do this year we're not even qualifying in the last place we're middle of the grid more or less sometimes so a lot of differences, and you have a roof, you have lights, you know. And but the main difference, I think, is the human aspect, uh, because you share your car with your teammates. You don't try to kill your teammate and beat him, and you work together. Even with your sister cars, you work together to make sure the product, the our R18 e-tron Quattro, you develop, is a winning car for for all of us. And if you're the if you're the best, obviously your car is going to be ahead. But um, yeah, I think the relationships between uh, the human people involved in this world is, seems to be a bit more healthy than in F1. Everything that's going on in the cockpit of the modern prototype, what's the biggest challenge? 
I uh, think to be always at 100% because, I mean, it costs a lot of money, right, to develop all this, the technology and everything. So, and there's a lot of risk involved, you know, a lot of, we had an endurance driver have to fill in a lot of tasks. So you have to be a sprint driver, you have to be reliable, you have to go through traffic as fast as you can, you have to sometimes uh, change your strategy, you have to understand the strategy. So to put all these things together in the same pot and um, not exceed the limit at 101% because then you'll crash with a GT car or something or not go to 99% because you can lose uh, some time which costs millions in development. So always to be at that 100% and go through all the, how you call it, the, 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 the dangers of this race is I think the most difficult thing. Well, best of luck the rest of the week. Thanks. Around the world. Around the clock. Endurance racing direct to you. RadioLeMond.com. Mobile One. Mobile One. Engineered to perform. The craziness has settled down significantly here at the Plaza La Republique since uh, certain cars have gone through and Marco Seafried's car was very, very popular. I wonder what that was all about. But one guy who's not entirely swarmed by the autograph hounds at the moment, although he should be, is Matt Hausen. And Matt, you're back with KCMG again this year. Tests seem to go pretty well. The car looks like a prototype car in the P1 sense of things. Did that help you get through traffic during the test day? Uh, I wouldn't have said it helped get through traffic, but the car is it's definitely a big step forward on last year's car. So the, last year's car was five years old, this one's brand new. So overall, I think now we've, we've got a car and we've got a team that can actually challenge to win. We don't need luck, we just need to, to do our job and perform on the day. How's scrutineering been so far for you? Yeah, it's fine. Although I, I, I've actually left my license, so I've, I've got to run, <laughs> left my license down in the car, so I've got to send someone to go get it. But apart from that, it's very smooth, and it's always a special feeling being here. I mean, there's no scrutineering in the world quite like this, and it, it sort of starts the, the getting ready for Le Mans race. This is where the feeling really starts to, to begin. Is this your third Le Mans now? This is my third Le Mans now, yeah. So it's it's not so much daunting, uh, but as I say, it's no less exciting. Each one I come back. It's kind of more exciting now because I'm less um, worried about what's going to happen. I'm more just, okay, no, let's uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the week, uh, but we've got to do the job and, and really win it this year. What are you most excited for this week? I think, um, I mean, the weather obviously plays a massive part in everything, and qualifying to some extent doesn't matter, but we'd love to get pole position. I mean, we, we think we're fast enough to do that. It doesn't really affect the race result, but it's a reflection of what we can do, and it'd be great for KCMG, you know, we're an Asian team, uh, the pride of Asia, we call ourselves. So it'd be really good to, to have KCMG on the pole position in LMP2. So I'm looking forward to qualifying. I really think we've got a good chance. Uh, any any one of us drivers, I think, can take pole here. 19 cars total. That's a lot in your field. So what is the realistic expectation? Are you going for the win as your biggest goal of the weekend? Yeah, I mean, that absolutely. And I think, uh, obviously, 24 hours is a long, it's a long race. A lot can happen in that time. Uh, the main thing is you've just got to try and stay on the lead lap. Uh, and I think, you know, we definitely have the pace to do that. You know, as far as everything else, we're going to know a lot more after qualifying. Um, but certainly as a team, yeah, absolutely. You know, we need to, we need to finish the race because it's double points towards the World Endurance Championship. But it's, it's the Blue Ribbon event. Absolutely, we want to win it. So that is very much our goal. And especially after the test on Sunday, we, we really believe we can do it.
Blue Ribbon event for the blue car. No irony there at all, of Absolutely, course. Absolutely, yeah. Now, you've got two DNFs at Law, unfortunately. Do you think the new car is the secret to getting to the end of the race? <laughs> well, it's an ironic thing, really, because no, not at all. A brand new car has a lot more chance of, of something breaking or whatever. Uh, we've, we've accumulated quite a few hours of driving now, but it's not run continuously for 24 hours. So this is a big unknown. You know, the Orica last year and the Morgan the year before that had all done 24-hour races. So that is really the biggest unknown for us at KCMG. But, you know, it's it's a proven design. It has run in, in sort of the rebellion form in some ways. And Orica, you know, they, they obviously build Toyota's cars, so they know what they're doing. I'm sure if anyone can build a car that's reliable, it's Orica. Um, but that that's really the... As far as we just, yeah, I've done 24 hours of Le Mans over two years now. I'd really, really like to do 24 hours in one year, at least make it to the flag. And as I said, for the championship, you know, points, are, uh, if, you, if you don't finish in Le Mans, it really upsets the rest of the season. Uh, so, yeah, uh, fingers crossed. If it comes down to it, and you're in second or third with a chance to go for the win, do you stay there because of that points battle? I think you have to take that situation when it comes you know if, if the person in front of you perhaps you know is uh, is looking like they're difficult to overtake and they're not part of the championship then it'll cross your mind however you know it's, it's the last lap or two after 24 hours of racing you're going to go for the win so yeah it's a difficult question to answer that so we'll deal with that if it, if it happens if it happens hopefully it doesn't hopefully you're just out in front you mentioned toyota's chassis you've also got a former toyota driver in uh, Nicolas Lapierre in the car with you. How has he been so far? Yeah, I mean, he's been amazing. I mean, I, I didn't know Nika at all before this year. Um, so it was nice when, you know, you never know, with, just because they're an LMP1 driver doesn't automatically mean they're going to bring a lot to the table. Uh, not only is he a really nice guy, he's really put his heart and soul into the project. So from pit stops to strategy and the car itself, yeah, he's had a massive input. And it was, it was clear to see his effect from Silverstone to Spa in some ways. And he's very good to help myself and Richard come along as well. So, no, he's, he's been every bit the factory driver, you know, we hoped he would be. And, and if we win in Le Mans, yeah, a big part of it will be down to him. What's the biggest difference from last year to this year with the new car? Um, I think it's just, it's just better, a little bit better in every area. Uh, it's, got, it's got more straight line speed, certainly a lot more than our rivals. Um, uh, but it is just generally a, a more stable car. So not to say the Orica A3 was unstable, but this car is really very, very solid. So the main thing is with it being a brand new car is if we'd have done 10 days testing, we'd know it a lot better, but we just haven't. So that's the only reason it's not hit the front immediately is because we this is our testing. So I'm pretty sure the second half of the year, you're going to see it start to become more of a consistent force at the very front because it is just that little bit better in every area. But, you know, so was the Ligier. So, you know, we had to move with the game. Ligier, the biggest competition for you? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about the Ligier is uh, it's, it's a fast car. The G-Drive team in particular, you know, for me, they're the benchmark in LMP2. Their strategy is always right there. Uh, the pit stops are very fast. The driver lineup, particularly in car 26, is very, very strong. Uh, and, I, I mean, I think they'll be our main rivals in, in World Endurance Championship. So, yeah, absolutely. And what would be nice to see is for that battle to continue here and then for the rest of the year. You know, that's what we're all here to do is to race. And I think secretly we enjoy their rivalry and, and they enjoy us, even though we might not always think it. It's hard to look beyond the law, especially when we're here in the Plaza Republic with so many fans around. It's warm. But looking into the rest of the season, what track do you think you guys will be strongest at? Um, I think, uh, I mean, based on what we've seen so far, Le Mans here should be very strong for us. Um, and anything that has a really long straight. So, you know, I think uh, Bahrain should be quite good for us. Fuji should be quite good for us. 
Uh, America, we're not really sure about. It's uh, there's a little, there's a, there's, there's a, a bit more. Uh, sort of high-speed corners there. But like I said, this is based on what we've seen before. We're improving the package all the time. So I think the car we arrive in the second half of the year is going to be much better than the one we've started with. So I'd like to think by the time we're getting out to Nürburgring, before Austin, uh, it's going to be good everywhere. That's the objective. There's no reason it can't be. Well, best of luck to you this weekend. Hopefully the car is good and the KCMG is able to run up front. Thank you, Matt. Thank you very much. Well, we can't wrap up day one of scrutineering without a Nissan moment. <laughs> Harry Thinknell, uh, scrutineering at Le Mans. Welcome. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks for having us. Um, what's it like being added onto a team like this, which such a big factory presence and so much money and pressure on the line? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, I came over to sports car racing last year with the aim of making a, as big an impression as possible and trying to catch the, uh, the eye of some of the manufacturers so you know, to win last year in LMP2 on my you know, first, uh, first Le Mans was fantastic and um, to get the, uh, the call from Nissan was amazing and you know, it's a huge step up like you say, the you know the amount of money involved and the amount of personnel we have on the track and everything like that, and the, and the level of the technology is huge. But it, you know it's so exciting for me, and I think I'm the youngest LMP1 driver in in the field this year, so that's a great thing to have. And um, I just need to make the most of the opportunity. I'm grabbing it with both hands so far and learn off the more experienced guys like Oli Blar and um, Michael Crum. But um, you know I'm lucky. Last year I got to learn from uh, people like Martin Janae. He's the the team uh, the team mentor again this year, so it's it's perfect and. Uh, really looking forward to getting stuck in what's it like to get that phone call oh just incredible yeah i mean of course after the after the, the win and once everything is settled down i was hoping something like that would come but until it actually does it doesn't really sink in sort of thing so um to to be asked to to um to drive in a, for an lmp1 team was it was amazing and of course it didn't take me long to uh, decide what i wanted to do yeah, let me think about that a moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, you had a little P2 racing this year. What's it like transitioning to this new front-wheel drive, front-engine Godzilla? Well, no, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, even though it's very different in terms of the specs of front-engine, front-wheel drive, it doesn't feel massively different to a conventional racing car. So uh, the, the adaption is, is very easy, and it's great to be uh, racing again with Jota in the, in the European Le Mans series. But that jumping between the two cars is very easy, and actually it's, um, it's no problem at all. And in one of the tests, we had a, a, um, a Gibson LMP2 car with, with the Nissan, so we had some sort of back-to-back, and I was literally jumping straight out of one into the other. And you just, you just get back into it after one corner, you, you just get straight back into the feeling of it. So it really, even though the cars are very different from the outside, and technically speaking, they're obviously um, complete opposites, it's very, very similar. What's it like to drive the front-wheel drive car? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, I think uh, it has some benefits and some disadvantages. Um, obviously, um, the front-wheel drive, the traction is probably not as good as a, as a rear-wheel drive car, but um, it's very, very stable on the rear end and in the high speed and in, in the wet. So it's quite a safe car to drive from that point of view and makes it easy to be consistent. So I think over the 24-hour race, of course, you have to be fast, but you have to stay out of trouble. And I think this will allow us to, to do that this year. Um, but for sure, you know, we know that we're not where exactly where we wanted to be with the hybrid and and the braking and everything like that. So whatever we do this year is just a bonus because next year is when we're really going to see the true potential of the car. You talked about Mark Janay being on as a as a mentor. What's it been like to mesh in with the rest of the team? It's been great because you know I think it's got the the most uh, diversified background. Um, you know you've got 
GT Academy winners. You've got um, people coming up through sports cars like me and Oli Pla, and then you have XF1 guys like Chilton and Mark Chenet. So um, it's really, I think, of all the of all the um, teams, it's got you know the most drivers from different backgrounds. So it's really fun to be here. We all gelling really well. I think we're getting on um, really good. So a lot of the guys I didn't know previously, and obviously um, we haven't raced together yet because we. Um, we decided to just do more testing instead of doing the first couple of rounds. But we all, like I say, we're all gelling together really well and looking forward to getting stuck in, in the race. The gamers haven't tried to trick you into any uh, setting you up with any uh, gaming evenings, have they, or anything? <laughs> well, we do actually have a, a simulator at the track with the with the with the LMP1 car um, on, on the morning. And uh, yeah, the conventional drivers, should we say, again, are. Our uh, <laughs> our asses kicked, shall we, shall we put it politely. So, uh, but it's it's really cool actually to see these guys, like because of course you know that you know they're good, but to actually see it in real life on the game, I mean, it's just incredible. You know, I can't get anywhere near them. I think I'm about ten seconds off. But as long as that's not the same on the track, then I'm not worried too much about it. Yeah, if I can't feel it back here, I just it just doesn't no, it doesn't compute for me. No, exactly. I'm the same. I'm the same. What would be a successful week for you and for the team? I think to finish would be really, really great, and uh, I'm going to be doing everything in my power to make sure that happens. And um, you know, we know there's a lot of time to come next year, and um, and and for the rest of this season. And it's our first race to go straight in for the first race, and the 124 hours is obviously uh, a, a, a tough, t- tough ask. But you know, up until now in testing, the car's been reliable, so I don't see any reason why it can't happen. Um, like I say, for sure, it's going to be difficult to fight with the other manufacturers this year, but. I think they're going to be going absolutely hammer and tong for 24 hours and really sort of, um, you know, battling hard between them. And last year in the Jota car, I finished fifth overall. Um, so, you know, this car for sure, once we once we get everything dialed in, it's going to be a lot quicker than the LMP2 cars. So there's no reason why we couldn't have uh, a P5 or a P6 at the end of the race. But the thing is, we have to make sure we're reliable and get to the end because we need to pick up those pieces. But if we're unreliable as well, then there's then there's going to be nothing to pick up. So, like I say, I think if we can finish, then without any issues, we, we could be in the top top six or top seven. And, and I think for, for our first race, with such a different concept, that would be a fantastic result. Good luck to you. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thanks. No that's going to wrap it up for day one at Place de Republique and scrutineering. No GTE Pro Cars today. No, they're all scheduled in for tomorrow, which means we're going to have a lot of fun because I think it's Porsche first, then we get a little bit of Aston Martin, a little Corvette thrown in there, maybe a Ferrari or two. It's a nice mix for uh, the day two Monday scrutineering, but we had some really good people to talk with today. And also it'll be Toyota and Porsche going through scrutineering in the LMP1 side tomorrow. We hope you've enjoyed our day one coverage from the Plaster Republic. For Shay Adam, I'm Jim Roller, 91.2 FM, Mobile One, Radio Le Mans. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMans.com.